You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. The Bible talks about it, says that we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. And as I've heard, once we know our identity, we therefore know our authority. That is so imperative, you guys. I am excited that you decided to join me today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Tell someone else to come on in. Share it with somebody because I believe that God has a word for us all today. We are going to be talking about not getting comfortable and looking again. I'll explain further what that means. But before we go any further, let us say a quick prayer. Father, I thank you. I thank you for everyone that is tuning in, Father. I thank you for everything that you are doing during this episode that literally lives will be changed. We will leave better than we came in, Father. Show up and show out. Change, heal, deliver, set free. Let miracles happen throughout this session. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, thank you all for tuning in. I am extremely humbled and excited to be uh, before you guys to share this message. And so the last few episodes I've been doing in regards to faith, because I believe that now is the time, like never before, for our faith to be strengthened. Now is the time literally to keep standing because something is going to manifest. And so I heard God saying, I am doing something new. Do you see it? Do you not see it? And he says, I'm pushing you towards greater. And then I heard, remember the promise. And that was so, so powerful to me um, that God told me to remember the promise because some of us have given up on the promise that God has given us in our lives for whatever reason it may be, whether it was due to the length of time it's taken for it to happen, life disappointments, fear, anxiety, etc. Know that the promises can still manifest for your life. I want you all to take the time to remember the promise. And I declare and decree that you will begin to look back one day and say, my God, you were so faithful. You will literally look back and be so excited, so glad that you did not give up because God came through for your life. And so I want us to remember the promise and remember the prophecies. I want us to begin to look at and even write down 1 Timothy 1.18 and remember what it says. It literally says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. That is the new King James version. The NIV version says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. And then a the New Living Translation version, it says, Timothy, my son, it says, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battle. Listen, the, this scripture specifically is indication that there was going to be some type of process before that prophecy manifested or before that promise happened within your life. Um, and so um, it's an indication also that we may get discouraged sometimes while we while we wait. It is 
an indication that prophecy is true, but we have to understand and remember that we cannot give up. Literally, I know God gave me this message uh, for all of us because literally some of us have been on the brink of one of the greatest breakthroughs we've ever experienced, but we've been discouraged. We've literally felt felt like giving up. But I want to let you know that that scripture is an indication that in order to continue at times, you have to learn how to encourage yourself with the prophecies that you've already received. It is time to use your previous prophecies as a weapon to fight with so that you can keep standing. It is time to use those previous prophecies as a reminder to God about what he's already said for your life. It is time to literally rehearse and quote the prophetic word to encourage your spirit today. Remember the prophecies. Remember what God has said for your life. Remember the promise. Do not give it up. Listen and remember any word that God gives you is him literally, literally talking to himself or to himself because God is the word as it talks about in John one and one. When God speaks, he's literally speaking to himself because we're made in his image and likeness. And guess what? He is going to make it happen. I think a lot of us forget that sometimes when a promise is given by another person, it is literally it is literally saying it is not your job to try to figure out how it's going to happen but guess what it is your job just to believe that it will happen are you believing today is your faith stirred up even more are you ready to walk into the promised land are you ready to taste the honey that God said that you will in that land of milk and honey we have to literally taste and see that the Lord is good And blessed is the man who trusts in him because he will do it for you. He will do it for me. And so as you remember the promise, we have to understand that something is going to shift in your life. As you remember the promise, something is going to manifest in your life. As you remember the promise, change is occurring. And so um, we have to understand that God is strategic about his words. It is not a coincidence that you are listening Listening to this message right now at this time, but this is confirmation for you that that manifestation of that promise is on the way. This is confirmation that God is with you. This literally is confirmation that you have what it takes to make it through to the other side. Remember the promise. And so no matter how discouraging last season was for for many people, we have to understand that God is able to make the next season the best season that we could ever imagine, the best season that we have yet experienced in our lives. No matter if you were depressed 10 minutes ago, uh, 10 hours ago, before the broadcast started, know that God can infuse you with his internal joy that will never leave your life. Remember the promise. Remember the prophetic word. What has God told you? I I, want to, you know, pump my brakes a little bit and ask you, what has God promised you? What has he told you? Think about it. Think about it. Take a few moments and think about it. And guess what? It is 
still good. God's word and his promises are like a contract, a binding contract that cannot be broken, you all. There is no attorney on earth that can break God's promises or the contract that he's given between you and I or between you and him. There is no judge on this earth that can overturn it. There is literally nothing that can break the contract. It is an unbreakable contract because of the one who created it will not go back on his word. You have to understand that God can do anything except fail. And so your promise, look at it like that. Your promise is literally a God contract. It's literally a contract between you and God, meaning that it is bigger than you, meaning that literally someone greater is working on your behalf to make that thing happen. I'm going to repeat that. Someone that is, someone greater is working on your behalf to make that promise manifest. Do not forget the promise. And so, Literally, I want us to to uh, begin to rehearse the promise, begin to look in the mirror, look at the pro the prophetic, remember the prophetic words that God has given us. I want us to begin to journal them literally and then rejoice like never before because it is on its way. I want us to get in a, a, a spirit or a, a time of praise, a time of shouting because literally God is going to come through for us. I want us to shout because God is manifesting that thing and he is going to work it out. Literally something big is about to break forth in your life. There is a big breakthrough, a wonderful breakthrough, a powerful breakthrough. Something amazing is about to occur. Do not lose sight of the promise. Do not forget the prophetic word that was spoken over your life. Even if it was 20 years ago, 25 years ago, God is not bound by time and he's going to come through for you. Know that your current situations, your current challenges have been there in an attempt to test your faith. It is not God telling you to give up, you know, that it's not going to happen, but it's to really see what is in your heart. If you're really going to believe what God is saying, we have to understand that tests and trials, they will be build our character. They build our faith. It builds stamp stamina. Do not forget the promise. And so if you have to write it down in every room, you know, on a piece of paper, write it down, tape it on the wall. I want you to remember the promise. I have scriptures, you know, specific scriptures that I have in multiple areas of my place as a reminder of who God is, as a reminder of what God has said for my life, as a reminder to stay aligned with his word. So if you have to do that so that you don't forget the promise, do it because God is saying, don't get comfortable where you've been. Don't get comfortable in and disappointment because I am going to shift something for your life. There is a shift that is about to take place. You have to understand and you have to keep in mind what God has said for your life. Your best days are not behind you, but your best days are ahead of you. Do not forget the promise. Your story is not finished. God is not done yet. So I want you all even to remember, and it's and it's just, this is an example. You know, when you first get saved, you are so excited. You like, I can do anything. You feel like flying. You feel like just testifying, telling everybody your testimony. 
I want you to remember that emotion. Now, remember when you first got the prophetic word, when God first spoke to your heart, when he first spoke to your life, how excited you were to get that. Go back to that emotion of what you felt. Go back when God first gave you the promise. Now keep it there and do not allow that emotion or that feeling to leave because again, the same God that gave it to you back then is the same God that is going to allow it to be manifested in your life. And so I want to talk about some very familiar stories that we've heard, we've read about, but I'm using these stories as a reminder. And again, God has been giving me these faith messages. The last few messages I've done were about faith in a little different light because he's building our faith. He's stirring up our faith. He's saying, you are so close. You cannot afford to give up. And so we we look at the story of of Abraham. We're going to read a little bit. And then uh, we're going to go from there. But uh, Genesis 12, you guys can write it down. You can listen to me. You can go back, share it, whatnot. And so Genesis 12, it talks about the call of Abram. It says, the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land I will show you. It says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. What we have to understand, I wanted to read that because for for literally a few different reasons, you imagine those words coming to you and you don't even have any offspring. So you're like, okay. So at that point, it was Abram who literally his name changed to Abraham, the father of many nations, but he didn't have any offsprings. He didn't know how that promise was going to manifest. But guess what? When he heard God, he believed him at his word and he followed the instructions. And so I also want to highlight that sometimes you have to get away from what you know or what's common, what's familiar at that point, the familiar environment or whatever it is in order to grasp what God is saying for your life, in order to see more clear, in order to really hear what God is saying, because sometimes the familiar will allow you to be stagnant. Sometimes being around familiar people will literally cause you to stay in a place and God is saying, I want you to move forward, but you're saying, I'm so comfortable. God is saying, don't get comfortable. There's a promise that's going to manifest. The prophecy I gave you is going to happen. And so literally um, staying in the same place, staying in familiar areas and not move and not moving can put uh, boundaries and can bound or limit what God wants to do in your life. It can put boundaries on your belief. But I want to encourage you today and I want to let you know that if God has given you any instructions, regardless if it makes sense to you or not, I want to say follow them. He is the great guide. He really is a great guide. Wherever he leads you, you're going to win. Even if it doesn't make total sense at this point, it is going to turn out for your good. And so Genesis 15, 1 through 6, I'm going to read this briefly. But Genesis 1 through uh, one through uh, 15, 1 through 6, it says, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. It says, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord. 
what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, you have given me no children. So a servant in my household will bear my, will be my heir. The word of the Lord came to him, said in to him. And it said, this man will not be your heir, but a son is as who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offsprings be. Abram believed the, the, uh, the Lord. And it says, and he credited to him as righteousness. God gave the covenant to Abraham regarding his offsprings. And so, however, this could happen to many people. It's not just Abraham that it happened to where Abram at that time. Due to it taking longer than we expect, you like, God, you gave me that prophecy. So I, I know it's going to happen in a month. I know it's going to happen in a few weeks, but sometimes it does not happen that way. And so due to it taking longer than they expected and them not being able to see the manifest, the promise, guess what? Uh, Sarah and Abraham or Sarai at that point, Abram, they took matters in their own hand. And that's what we do at times. We believe we waited long enough and we say, God, this is my time, regardless of what season that you are in your life, I'm going to make some things happen. I'm going to make some things happen, but I want to just simply encourage you to say, keep waiting on God. Keep trusting God. Do not jump before God's hands, hand move. It is imperative that you listen to that, that you hear that, that you believe it because it is going to save you from consequences. It's going to save you from having to go in cycles. It's literally going to save you from heartache, pain, or whatever it may be, from going through unnecessary drama. And so um, I'm going to read uh, Genesis 16, a portion of this, and we're going to see how Abraham and Sarah or Sarai came up with, you know, with their own uh, solution as to how this inheritance was going to come or how the child was going to come. And it says, it says, now Sarai, it says, um, Abraham's wife had born um, him no children. And it says she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. And she said to Abraham or Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I will build a family through her. Abram agreed um, to what she said. And it says after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, um, he took Sarai, his uh, wife. He took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. It says he gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. So we have to understand that their choices literally caused them great consequences. If you've read that story, you know about it, but they have been living there since for 10 years. So they had time to think through it. They were like, okay, nothing's happened. We're about to put matters in our own hand. We're going to see this thing um, come through. And so, but even though they made mistakes, even though they took matters in their own hand, what I really want to highlight to you is it did not omit or stop God's promise. It did not stop what God wanted to do in their lives lives. And so I want to read, um, you know, what happened, but I'm reading bits and pieces of the story. Of course, it's very long, but I'm reading and highlighting some, some, uh, imperative points because I want us to get this. So it says Genesis 16, 15 through 16. So Hagar bore Abram a son and Abram named his son who Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abraham. So I want to reiterate the age because no matter how old you are and the age you receive the prop, the uh, prophecy or promise, it does not expire due to your age. Even though we make mistakes in our lives, God continues to still make covenants with us. Thank you, God, for your grace. 
he doesn't forget his promise. And that's what we have to keep in mind. Abraham or Abram was 86 years old when he had Ishmael. Then God made another covenant with him at 99 years old about his lineage, the promised child. I believe that God right now is bringing things back around for those who have made mistakes due to trying to play God and trying to figure it out on your own and trying to make things happen. You forced some things. You've had to deal with some consequences. You maybe haven't even had to live in a state of of regret, but it's time to get back up. Know that God still has not forgotten the promise. There, um, there was something about the seed having to come through Abram, Abraham and Sarah. And so God wanted to show us all that he is still the great womb opener. So let's read about it. In Genesis 17, again, I'm going back and forth, just pinpointing some different scriptures because literally it's just a lot. If you guys want to read the whole story, definitely go back to Genesis, read it. But Genesis 17, um, it says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am my almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and talked with and, um, God talked with him saying, ask for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall you be called Abram, but you shall, your name shall be Abraham for I've made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make the, and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. Ooh, right there, that right there. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to God, uh, to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I will give to you and your descendants after you in the land, which you are a stranger, all the Lord of Canaan. And it says as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And it says, and God said to Abraham, he changed his name. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant. It says you and your descendants after you, um, after you throughout their generations. Then I, we're going to skip down to verse 15. And it says, then God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and I will also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of many nations. And then it says, kings of people shall be from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and he laughed and he said in his heart, shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old and shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child. And Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. (laughs) And then 19 says, then God said, no, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting, um, for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. That's so powerful. And as for Ishmael, I've heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. And it says he shall beget uh, 12 princes and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this. It says at this set time next year. Then he finished talking with him and, and God went up from Abraham. 
So I believe that there is a set time literally next year for, for some of you that something monumental is going to occur within your life. Something is shifting now, as I said earlier within the message, something's about to manifest. And so we have to see that the lineage of Abraham and Sarah, um, of course, eventually that lineage led to the lineage of our savior. And it had to be this way because God is so strategic in everything that he does. And it's so amazing how, how God kept coming to Abraham. And then he came to Sarah as well, because he's like, I keep my promise. God wants you and I to understand. I keep my promise. The prophecies that you've been given shall come to pass. And so I'm going to read this. It says it's about the other visitation that happened. Um, and then the promise that manifests it. We're going to read this very briefly. Um, Genesis 18. And it says, then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And, and so he said, they're talking about uh, the angel of the Lord that came there. And so Abraham said, I'm here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I've grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being, um, my, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, I shall surely bear a child since I'm old. And this right here is what I want you guys to, to pay attention to. I had to read this 14. Is there anything too hard for, for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? It says, at the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son. And of course, she denied it because she was afraid. And so if you read a chapter, if you read Genesis 21, it talks about Isaac being born. It literally talks about, um, it says the Lord had spoken, whatever the Lord spoke actually came to pass. And Sarah conceived and bore a son in her old age. And it says the, the word that was spoken from God manifested. And he called him Isaac as God had commanded him to. And literally, Sarah, and literally it made Sarah laugh, but Sarah was able to live and to see God is faithful and he keeps his promise. God is faithful and he's going to keep his promise to you. So I literally sense that, um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm just going to reiterate some of this and we're going to to finish this up, but I literally sense that some people have dropped the prophecy, that some people are basing their past experience of what God told them. They're basing their past experience off of um, and trying to compare it with God, but you cannot base what you've been through as a measuring stick to determine if God is capable or not of making the, the manifestation happen. Just because you've been through hell or hellish things does not mean that God is bad. You have to know that God is God literally. Whatever God promised you is going to happen. However long it's taken, guess what? It, it doesn't mean that it expired, but prof, the prophetic word still stands. Again, the prophecy is still good. If God has confirmed with you, even if it was a month after you got it and you were like, okay, he confirmed with you then, guess what? He's going to constantly confirm it until it happens. Hold on to what God said. Look again, literally just like Elijah when he, he prophesied, he prophesied a drought, but then he prophesied rain. And even after Elijah prophesied rain, if you want to read about the story, go read it in First uh, Kings 18. But Elijah prophesied rain will happen. However, the servant had to go back seven times before it actually happened. And guess what he kept telling him? He said, look again, look again. 
Look again. Look again. God is saying, look again, because I cannot fail. He is saying, look again. I keep my promises. God is saying, do not get comfortable in, in, in things not working. Don't get comfortable in saying, okay, well, you know, I, I believed for five years that was good enough. Don't get comfortable in that mindset with that perspective because God is faithful and he's going to come through for you. As Elijah told the servant, I want to tell you, look again. I have just really prayed that this message bless you. Again, God has been speaking faith messages to me and I wanted to, to relay it and to give it to you guys, share it, tell people about it. I pray that literally your life changed and was transformed from this moment. You guys stay encouraged. If you need prayer requests, reach out to me at info at ericadhomes.com. You can visit me at www.ericadhomes.com. Check out the products. Go ahead, donate toward the broadcasting shows. And you guys definitely support HSBN. And remember to renew your mind. It is a gold mine. Love you guys. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with Aerie.